I'm Andy. And I'm Jessica. And this is The Coop. You're listening to The Coop Homeschool Podcast. This is your podcast for community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling. This is episode 49, Co-ops Part 3. Let's plan our co-op year. Yes. This is part three of the co-op series. And so hopefully this is really helpful to you all who really are interested in having a co-op or refining the one that you're in or finding yep. a new one. Yep. So let's do our shared scoop on the coop. Yes. Summer break. Yeah. Uh, the coop homeschool needs a little break. And while we love our podcast... We have some vacations and fun stuff, and so we're taking a month off. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm wearing my Colorado shirt, because I'll be in Colorado. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell us about that. Oh, my Colorado shirt? Yeah. Okay, so the, uh, we're doing three nights on the way on our drive to Colorado, and then five nights on the way back. We're nice. doing two different routes, and we'll be stopping in Las Vegas, uh, the Arch- Arches National Park, and Grand Junction, Breckenridge. And then we'll spend a week in Denver. Mm-hmm. And then on the way back, we're going to, it's called Garden of the Gods. It's just right in Colorado Springs. Nice. As you head down to Santa Fe. And then we're going to go to Meow Wolf. I did get my tickets for Meow Wolf. Yay! They finally made them available. That's awesome. So that's the only like for sure ticket reservation thing that I have so far. So scary. And yeah. Carlsbad Cat. And, and then we're also, while we're in Santa Fe, right above there, it's called Bandelier National Park. Mm, yeah. And there's cliff dwellings there. So we're going to do that first. And then they have the Georgia O'Keeffe Museum. So I'm going to, um, in Santa Fe, so I'm going to bring my my Georgia O'Keeffe art book for the Very kids cool. just in case right. we decide to do that. I also heard there's hot springs there. I have a friend who lived there. So she said she'd tell me some places to go. Super rad. And then we'll do Meow Wolf the next day. So we're spending two nights in Santa Fe area. And then we'll drive down to Carlsbad Caverns. 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 And spend the night at a hotel that has all these water slides. So cool. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it's open and it's not a COVID thing, but 100 bucks a night and water slides, I'll take Done. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll do Carlsbad Caverns. And then we're going to drive another seven hours and stop in Tombstone, spend the night, and then spend the whole day in Tombstone. Tombstone. That's so cool. And then spend the night. We, we just wanted to break up all yeah. the driving. And a whole day in Tombstone... You know, doing the they have the carriage ride, they have the gun show, and then yeah. they also, if we run out of things to do, because you can do it in max like four hours, they have horseback riding and things so like that. Cool. So maybe Those are your we do optional. that if it's not too mm-hmm. hot. It might yeah. be too hot for us since it is you know June. end of June by yeah. that point. And then we'll spend the night, and then we'll leave, and then drive home. And uh, I haven't looked up. There's not a lot of places to stop that south. So I don't, normally there's like a really cool place you can stop halfway through, Sure, but not. You might just power through. Yeah. And I think you'll be done. Usually that yeah. last leg of the road trip, you're like, home. I don't care about that thing anymore. I don't want to see it. Just yeah, get me just home. Just get me home. Yeah. Yeah. I want to shower in my bed. Yeah. 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 And, and so it'll be uh, two weeks and three days, I think. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah sounds so cool. Um, so during our summer coop homeschool break, um, uh, I will have my recital. So one of my studios, big recital and then, um, dance camps and ukulele camps and all the things. And so, um, it'll be really nice to just be kind of involved in those things and then um you know planning our next podcast mm-hmm. year and getting a jump start because we try to be a few episodes ahead that mm-hmm. way if anything comes up we don't feel like oh well no episode this week yeah you know? i mean so, you guys can't go without your podcast your weekly podcast coop coop homeschool yeah, you need us <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's face it you need us um so we don't want to leave you hanging for too long yeah um or you know if something comes up we want to make sure that we've we've got a plan and then it's always fun having time off because then you really see what you value what really worked or inspiration to take things a slightly different path so mm-hmm. um i'm very excited to see what a little summer break will will do for us and 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 coming back afterwards it's fun yeah I was just thinking how weird it's going to be to film our first podcast after this break because at this point 
this is Mm mid-May, and so we're filming our last episode of this season year, and um, we probably won't film again until July. Yeah. So that'll be the longest we've gone. We won't know yeah. what to do. We'll be I know. All nervous. We're going to be noobs at it all over again. Like, this plugs in where? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hey, we'll, we'll figure it out. All right. Okay. Let's get started. Okay. When you are planning a co-op year, there's a lot that goes into it. It's yes. not just haphazardly thrown together. No. And I feel like the more planned you can be, the more excited you can be because there's, you know what's coming, you know what to look forward to. Yeah. And the more you're able to let other people know so they can put it on their calendar. Yeah, and surprisingly, the more organized we are, the more I feel like we can actually be flexible. Mm -hmm. I think that it's hard to be flexible if you don't have a a structure, an outline, a plan, or set dates because then you have nothing to change it to. Then there's just nothing. Yeah. You know, and so it's hard to be flexible with minimal stuff. It just ends up being nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And when the bigger the group, the more people need to know stuff and, and you need to involve them. And, right. You yeah. know, if there was only two other families in our co-op, right. it, you could do more things on the fly. Totally. Probably, hey, you, know? you want to go here today? And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first thing we do is in May or June, actually probably even earlier, we start as the leaders, we yeah. start talking. We talk about it all year round. About themes and ideas and <laughs> yeah. yeah, what what's working, what's not working. And then this year, the, this is the first time we're doing uh, a post-mortem meeting mm-hmm. about the previous year yeah. with the group. Right. And we have this little agenda, and I'm just going to pull it up and tell you, we're going to be Zooming with them. Yeah. And, uh, and just in, in May. That way we didn't waste a mom's night out talking business. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And... If we're mulling over this and planning over the summer, I'd hate to do all this work and then in August get with them and have them say, actually, that doesn't sound fun to me, and then have wasted all that time. Right. So on our agenda for this meeting, we're doing this past year. What worked well? What did you enjoy most? What did your child enjoy most? And what would you suggest we do differently for next year? And those are all questions we've already sent out to the moms saying, please come prepared with these answers to share. Yeah, you may not have any that you want to share, but we would really love to know. This feedback is really valuable because we consider this everyone's group. Mm-hmm. And that's how you all get on the same page, yeah. too. Um, also, we have then the looking forward. So that was the looking back, the postmortem. Right. And now we're going to look forward. And that's where we propose the theme idea, which we'll tell you about in a little bit. But that's when you confirm your days of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, it does, you know, we have Mondays and Wednesdays right. as our options, but usually we did Wednesdays. That seemed to work for everyone. Mm-hmm. Does that work for you again? Right. And, and then they can say yes or no. Right. And if the majority say yes, you go with it. If one or two say no, that they may just not get to yeah. do it. Historically, I'm the person with a really bad schedule. You know, I have a lot of... You have more limitations. Yeah, I have a lot of unavailable times. And so I know it's usually the group usually caters their open times to me. But I definitely don't feel like if somebody wants to take something on, they do it on the day that's best for them. They do, yeah. You know, like I am perfectly okay if I can't make it or I need to send Sophia with you so that she can do it because I can't, then I'm okay with that. But I can't plan things on the days I'm unavailable. Right. That's and just since we're work. the leaders, we're saying this is when we can do it. Right. Does this work for the majority of you? Right. We just need to know because that helps people going forward so that they know, well, Tuesday's best for me, but if I do that, I know I might only get three families. Mm-hmm. And that's okay depending on what the event is. Yeah. But it's nice to set those expectations. Mm-hmm. And then... The second thing we're going to go over is the theme idea mm-hmm. and also how we would start the year or end the year. And then the third thing would be other ideas and themes that people might have yeah. that, that they want to do. And then also other uh, special days, whether it's right. like a career day or, or yeah. going on a tour of the missions or other... Uh, you know, doing a tour of the museums, whatever it is. Right. Um, we want to hear that from them in that meeting so we can start mulling over it, thinking of it right. as a group. Right. So when we have a meeting later, we're ready to go. Exactly. And then new people. So we're all we're going to discuss new people because here's the question, and I'll just jump, jump into that now since we're on it. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking for my notes on that. 
do we want to add to the group this year? Will it work with what you want to do? So Mm -hmm. Jesse, you had a really great point. And if someone wants to do this, these awesome events, like our, the horse rescue farm would only take what five, six families. Right. We had to hope not every family in our coop group wanted to go. Yeah. We would have had to go in two groups, which isn't the worst, but it's, not ideal for what we have historically been. Right. And so you have to think of the events that you have going on and where you host them. Is it conducive to growing the group right, or not? And then do you have people leaving the group? This might right. be a good time that people say, actually, I'm not going to renew. Right. I'm not going to come There's a lot year. of pressure on you and me too. You know, it, it, you just mentioned it with the idea of the horse rescue because when you and I were even planning or talking about it, it became this, thing if if we have to go with two groups like you and I probably can't have our kids go in the same group because we don't want to make it seem like oh well we're picking the best group you know or or we get what we want you know um but then at the same time are we purposely like like I have the one kid right and so am I purposely not letting her be with her closest friends right to take one for the team and and I know exactly I love everybody in our group and I want my kid to also love everybody in the group or explore new friendships and things but it starts to get to a point where well how do you actually break out with with it seeming fair and so it usually feels like you and I aren't allowed to be on the same teams because Mm -hmm. we need to kind of divide our attentions amongst the group. Yeah we barely hang out at the events. Which is fine. Because we see each other all the time. And and these other friends of ours are are dear and I love Mm -hmm. them and Mm -hmm. I love talking to them and then we often get in a full group conversation as well. But I think that we work hard not to be exclusive. We don't want it to make it seem like it's the Mandy and Jessica group. Right. We, we get first dibs on each other, and then yeah. everyone else just have yeah, fun. Right. That's not well, the goal. And, and if it's only one or two times in a span of 10 to 12 events that we would have to break up, no big deal. But what if what they're plan- you're planning is something that literally can only have right. six families there every single time? Then you... You really do have to think about how big to grow the group and and that. And then also, does your child have a buddy or someone they're excited to to hang out with? Right. And, you know, we addressed that a little bit more, I think, uh, a year, year, two years ago now, actually. Right. We were were saying, hey, we knew our girls had some pressure on them to to be friends with everybody there as, as though it was their special friend. Right. And it was just a lot of pressure. So we said, hey... Do you guys have other besties, too, to bring into the group? Because that would actually just enhance the group and make it so no one feels pressure to, oh, I held hands with this person, so this person feels left out, you you know. Yeah, because part of the reason we started the group we started was because our kids were friends. Yeah. That made it an easy way to grow the group. But then what happened is some of the first people we would bring in, there was this kind of pressure that, our kids had to also be co-leaders in a sense. Yeah. And so they had to be the leaders of the kids, which yeah. was unfair for them. And I don't think, I think if any of the parents actually thought about that, they wouldn't. No. That yeah. would be silly to expect that of, they were seven at yeah. the time, uh-huh. you know, but at the same time, you and I felt it because we would hear that, you know, some kids would feel excluded. And now we, of course, want our kids to be mm-hmm. in- inclusive and kind, but we also don't want to put unrealistic expectations. Yeah, am I going to tell my kid that she can't hang out with one or two of her best friends in, in the group that I've designed for her? Right. Because she include, has to right. include someone that she sees maybe three times a year. Right. And and so it's it's a hard balance. Right. So and you it have sounds to, harsh, right? It does, yeah. yeah. But it, it's something to consider yeah. when you're in, inviting people and growing the group. Because I don't want my kids to not like the group because every time she goes, she has to now make sure everybody feels included. And right. and we've talked about before how I did make her do that. I right. did say, you need to go around and invite everyone. Her. And she yeah. did not like going to the coop right. group. And now, guess what? They all play in a big group. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> so they've navigated it. They've figured it out. And they all just create together. It's yeah. it's magical. It, it is really magical. is amazing. Yeah. Sometimes the boys split out. Yeah. You know, yeah. and... and but it's all organic. No, yeah. no one parent or no group of parents is deciding how the kids should play. Right. And that was something that was important to you and I is, well, we want to navigate the big things because that's why we have them interacting in a group mm-hmm. is to teach them these things. They, mm-hmm. they don't come up otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, siblings 
relationships different. are different. Mm-hmm. So it's important for them to have those interactions. That's an intentional part of the group. While at the same time, they need to be able to experience it. So yeah. you have to let some of it happen. My kid needs to learn what it feels like to feel excluded mm-hmm. because then it will help teach her not to exclude others. others. Yeah. Right. Or she needs to learn that she hurts someone's feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if she doesn't get the opportunity to let that happen, because I know she's never going to intentionally choose to do that. Yeah. Or I guess I, that sounds very overconfident. She's never. My she's, kid will never. She's perfect. No, but <laughs> I, I know she would... What I mean to say is she'd be she surprised. wouldn't recognize it. Yeah. It, she would be surprised by Those it. Little, little kids are surprised when they hurt right. someone's feelings. They don't realize Usually they did it's it. it's unintentional, yeah. but it's important to know. Yeah. And, and so you're gauging all that as well. Yeah. And then you're also looking at the ages of the kids. So if you have a bunch of kids who are 16, do you really want to bring in a bunch of kids who are two to five years old? Right. As much as the moms could all be friends. Right. So to, to keep in... In mind, so we used to say, um, we're, we stay with birth order, right? So, our oldest in our whole co op is 14, right? And so, we stay with her, no one can go older, older than her. And right. we've got, contemplating now opening it up a little bit more because then maybe she has someone she can look up right. to and be friends with at yeah. these groups as well. And I mean, that's always a possibility, but right. But when the average age that we organize the events around is nine, yeah, you know, that's that's hard. And this 14 Mm -hmm. year old happens to be a great um, mentor and a great Mm -hmm. like assistant to these kids, yeah. And so she seems comfortable there, yeah. And then uh, the various interests as well, and and abilities and field trip appropriateness. If you want to go do these awesome field trips, but you you have a bunch of older kids that aren't going to be into the right. really awesome children's immersion. Right, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Then then do you not organize it? Or vice versa, if you have this awesome thing for the olders to go on, but you have half of the group is little. So, and we talked right. about this in the last episode. Yeah. But, um, so those are all things just to think about and, and consider. And that's all... On our agenda for yeah. our postmortem and looking forward. Yeah. Our poor moms. Yes. Yeah. They don't even know what's coming. <laughs> oh, they do. They got the they agenda. They got the agenda. But yeah, no, no, but now we need to hear from you. Yeah, now we need to hear from you. So, but I think now they're a lot more confident and comfortable yeah. in talking with us. I think even a year ago when we did, did the planning, they were more quiet. Because mm-hmm. it was the first time we were more formal about it, getting their input. Right, involved. Previously, them. we just said, this is what we're doing. And if you want to do something, go ahead. Yeah. It was exactly. more free form. Yeah. Know. But the, with the book club, we knew we needed their buy-in because I didn't want to have my kid do my, spend hours reading aloud to my kids to show up at a book club and having no one had read it. So we can't even have a discussion. I mean, like we needed why, buy-in. Yeah, yeah, we needed people to say, yes, I'm going to do this, and I am committed. And I even said, are you all committed? Are we going to say don't come if you didn't read the book? And right. they said, yeah. Now, that still happened because well, people watched the movie. We adjusted it to more like, yeah. don't come if you're not willing to discuss it. You yeah. can't be that book club person who says, well, I didn't read the end. Can we not talk about yeah, that? Yeah, right. That is unacceptable. You know, while we would prefer that everyone reads it or at least makes an effort to read it. Right. If you're going to come, be a participant. Yeah, and then yeah, and then some of them couldn't get through the book, so they watched the movie. I mean, we know everyone it's has fine. different levels and yeah. and abilities, and it's all good. Yeah. Okay, so you have your leaders meeting and thinking up things, and you have your postmortem looking forward meeting. Yep. Okay, then you have during that meeting you get the the buy-in and excitement, mm-hmm. and you promote it with, you know, and talk about behind the scenes. You then you need to have a meeting where you set you confirm the theme, you right. confirm what people want to do, right. and you and I will probably have a mini meeting in between that. Mm-hmm. So we'll have yeah. a formal coop kickoff planning meeting where we have our calendars and mm-hmm. we are telling them that this is the official theme for the year, mm-hmm. you know, whatever we understand. But, you know, after the, the postmortem meeting, Mandy and I will have a separate postmortem to mm-hmm. say, okay, it sounded like. Yeah, you know, maybe this wasn't the most popular thing. Right. What did you think of this idea? Are you good with that? You know, because if we're happy to change course and, yeah. and all of that, then yeah. absolutely. And so then that may change how we already have. Right. And there could know. be like a way better idea that comes totally. up and everyone's like, yes, let's do that as a yeah. theme. And then it's like, all right, you Done. know. Yeah. Oh, great. 
And then, um, then you would set up your meeting, your dates, mm-hmm. and you ask everyone to come with your calendar, and you put the dates in then because. Yes. No matter how much you send out stuff with information and even a Facebook group that we have and we load the events right. on, people are waiting for us to load the events to know right. what's happening. We're like, we sent out a whole sheet with all the events, but that was back in right. August. Right. You should have already had that date marked. Most of us don't. Yeah. You know, but the idea is you should have already known it was going to happen. Right. You know, and so now the year is laid out. Right. So now there's going to be a little more intention like bring your calendar yeah you, know, you if you're doing this particular thing make sure you mark that right. on your calendar. like if you don't want to come to the other ones or commit to it yet that's yeah. fine but if you are signing up to yeah. host something present something whatever you make sure that's right. on your and calendar. we talked about adding um i think you have it on here but we talked about adding a monthly email almost oh, yeah. like a newsletter mm-hmm. um because i think that's a great opportunity to remind everybody but I was like I don't want to have to remember to do that every month you don't want to do that either we already between the coop homeschool and the coop group in our personal lives yeah I, I just can't put one more thing on my work right. schedule right so we're, we're we were talking about at the planning meeting setting up the auto emails yeah just right then and there right for each month okay we already decided in May we know for mm-hmm. sure these things are happening and then if we remember to add in the extra things or things that change before that email gets yeah, sent we out. can go to right. the scheduled category right. and there it is and right yeah and you would express gratitude for thanks for hosting right <laughs> you know you'd have that in there too yeah. from the previous month and I mean we could even put whose birthday it is that oh, month totally. I mean whatever right so we'll come up with a template for the monthly right. email yeah and then that way it reminds you know uh, uh bob that bob is hosting next month and yeah. so if bob gets that email on the first of the month and can't yeah. host it we don't have a bob, <laughs> so funny, a bob. <laughs> you picked a, a guy too <laughs> i we don't have any guys organizing no. any but i didn't want to call out another coop group mom for any reason but yeah. you know so if bob gets the email on the first of the month and sees that he's supposed to host something if he can't do it that gives them the opportunity to say, oh, oh hey, yeah. guys, I'm so sorry. I overbooked this month. Yeah. You know, and we t- give total grace for that. You don't yeah. know in August yeah. if in November yeah. your whole family falls ill. Well, we plan all the way through May even. Right. So, like, I mean, We think know about, things are going to yeah. change. But that's the idea is that mm-hmm. because it's so well planned, there's flexibility within yeah. that. And they could even, even if it's you need to push it. Right. Or actually, or the horse farm won't let us come on Wednesday. Can you guys all right. do it on Thursday? Yeah, or trade right. or combine. Like, right. so, some people have combined. Yeah. yeah. And that's I was, that was next. You know, um, you can do it through a Facebook group and then also yeah. the emails. And then then you you carry it through. Right. Then it happens. And then you do your postmortem meeting in May or June right. again. And you, yeah, because if we are doing things a little different next year, it's great to know it didn't, did and didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's jump into, so that's how to plan it. That's like logistics, right? right? That's the logistics of planning. So let's jump into coop culture. Yeah. Okay. We never sat down and like wrote all these things out, no. but we've discussed a lot of them. And over time, this is what's evolved. Yes. Okay, so here's some of them, and jump in whenever you want. Okay. Okay, so um, give of yourself. Yes. Whether it's time, money, expertise, something. It doesn't need to be one-to-one. Like right. It's not like every single person has to do exactly the same amount, but it needs to feel like every family is contributing, and yeah. we understand if you're having a hard year or you just totally. had a baby. Okay, we're not going right. to expect that. We can carry you for a year or two. Yeah, yeah. right. And, but now, you know, once your kid's gotten a little older or um, whatever trauma you're coming out of, eventually we want you back in right. giving of yourself, not just because it helps us out, right? but because you have a lot to offer. Exactly. And so we, we, we can, I can see like when someone suggests something I hadn't thought of, I'm like, oh. <gasps> I'm inspired, I'm excited, and I can't wait to show up. We want to benefit in similar ways by our group. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It really feeds us. Um, Okay, also another one is please no drama when various people play date together, camp together, or birthday party without you. And that's just got to be a carte blanche thing, like no drama, no complaining that you weren't invited. Right. Because... 
are we all supposed to get together all however many families there are every single time? Right. That's inviting the entire kindergarten class to your fifth birthday party. Yeah. Like, that's just not possible, you know, right. all the time. That's not a sustainable thing. Right. And, I mean, we all have other relationships. Right. And sometimes they're just not going to commingle well, and so you have to be careful. And the whole idea of the group is to have a group, a big group to draw from mm-hmm. where you get the benefit of the group. But again, there was no rule that everyone needed to be each other's best friend. We right. weren't giving up the rest of our lives mm-hmm. to do this. Therefore, yeah. some people are just going to mesh better. And I mean, yeah, inviting, that's automatically 25 kids I've now invited to a birthday party yeah. outside of... Now I can't provide right. dinner. Now I can't yeah. do goodie bags or whatever, you right. know, because now it's beyond what I can do. And uh, I have to tell you, depending on the age of your child... It makes a difference too. An 11 year old is not so okay. So, when my daughter was turning, I want to say four, I had a Hello Kitty party for mm-hmm. her and she idolized this 11 year old girl. Oh, yeah. And she had all these other friends there, even one from two hours away that she barely ever sees right. that drove all the way down. She had her Nana there. And, but once the 11 year old got there, oh, she, like, could not get enough. So she funny. was with her all the time. Everyone was, like, chopped liver after that. <laughs> she so did not funny. care. And you think that 11-year-old ever invited her to no. anything? No. I wouldn't even expect that. No. So just to keep in that, too, the incongruencies that happen because yeah. people are different ages or different developments or different um, interests, right. to keep that in mind, too, and to not be drama about right. it. And if your kid does want to invite the tire coop group, that's amazing. Yeah, I love that. Right. Yeah, how great to get to go and celebrate that. Right. and But to be careful of expectations and to remember that, you know, you have to work at forming these relationships. And so if mm-hmm. your kid does want a deeper relationship and does want to be the birthday party friend with these kids, there may need to be more work put mm-hmm. into that. You know, not ju- you know, because a lot of us that are those people... We see each other outside of just the coop group. Yeah. You know, and if we didn't, our kids probably wouldn't be quite that close. Right. You yeah. know, and so we intentionally have relationships that lead to this closeness. Yeah. And uh we had we had one of those parties this year and it was so fun. It was an outdoor movie. Yeah, and yeah. It was super fun. It was really fun. And I feel like that child, probably the birthday child, felt honored and loved yeah. that all these kids were there. Right. And and that's a great way too, if your kid hasn't made I know, especially as my kids were younger, they hadn't made, like, their buddy. Outside friends, yeah. Yeah. And so if I had had the group at that time, I'd been like, like, I invited my son's entire Little League team. Because that was the only group I Right, that was a social group. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we never did anything outside of that with them. But by the time you get to sixth grade, you don't invite the whole class anymore. In kindergarten, that might be their only pool of kids, and it is hard to distinguish who's actually Yeah, and you don't know who... Yeah, exactly. But by sixth grade, usually it's the the small group. Right, yeah. Yeah. And... And having those intimate play dates it will make the group stronger over time. And so if you're someone that's like, oh, they're having a play date. I didn't get a play date. It's like, well, then you ask. make that happen. You ask someone for that play date. You invite them to your house or you meet them at a local park or wherever. Okay. Another coop culture is RSVP to events by the deadline. Because here's the thing, I'm a gift giver. I might have goodie bags for the moms. Right. I might have goodie bags for the kids. Right. I need to know how many craft supplies. So if someone right. RSVPs the day of, it's like, oh, your kid's just not going to get a goodie bag now. Right. Or you won't. But you or, still feel bad about that. Yeah, if, now I have to have this negative thing. Right. Even if you know that you shouldn't feel bad because yeah. that wasn't your fault. you know, Or you're ponying up the money for something that's not going to be used, which is a bummer. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, but just in cases, you know, like, okay, well... well they didn't RSVP, so I guess I'll come. get it just yeah. in case. And it's one thing if someone's sick or something and can't come or an appointment came up totally. or double booking, yeah, whatever. Normal. But to not RSVP by the deadline and then sometimes show up right. or to RSVP, yes, and then not say you're not coming right. and then not show up, you've got to make amends. You've got to say, I'm so sorry. I know you put a lot of thought into this, right. but I, I I, feel really bad I didn't show up. Right. If you have a newborn baby, we get it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. But you have to be aware of that and know that it can be hard on a group because the host or hostess 
puts a lot of effort into it. You know, yeah. even outside of us, our other hostesses this year have put a lot of work into mm-hmm. it, a lot of thoughtfulness mm-hmm. and, you know, to prepare. Because some of our families have five and six kids. Yeah. Or we're know. waiting around. Right. We're oh, waiting yeah, around for that person to show up. Right. And if there's been no text, like I'm 15 minutes late and then they show up like an hour late. Right. It's like, we don't even know if you're coming or what's happening. Right. So, I mean, I'm late a lot, but I feel like I always text somebody saying, I'm going to be 15 minutes late. Okay. And then be positive. That's another coop culture. Yes. Be interested in each other's lives. Right. So don't make it about yourself and, and ask people questions about what's going on. And if you can't think of anything to ask, just ask, what have you been doing in homeschooling this week? Right. Right. Or just listen. Yeah. Um, And then kindness is a priority. And we talked about this a little bit, including freedom to let children be themselves and navigate friendships through trial and error, right. helping them through it together as moms without blaming or pointing fingers. Right. Knowing that kids are kids and we are here to work through these things with them. So the more that we can be honest with each other and say, hey, Bob, <laughs> I am not, we aren't upset about it, but I thought you should know this event occurred because I'm going to talk to my kid about this particular thing and I just wanted you to know yeah you know so I'm not looking for apologies or whatever it is I just need you to know so that we can parent together because there's some amount of needing to parent together and be in agreement on certain things yeah I feel and I feel like our group is really good at that yeah I I know I might have a child go rogue sometime and share religious you know you should and shouldn't with people and I just really appreciate if a mom can come to me and say, you know, that's not the way we're right. You raising can ask children. your kid to go do that. Yeah, I know. And so right. I just want you to gently let them know that right. that's not okay for me, you know, in a very right. nice way. And, and, or like my kid hurt somebody's feelings and, right. and then I was, I went, I wanted to make sure I dealt with it. And right. I'm so sorry my kid did this to your kid. So right. as long as you're willing to make amends and that's kindness. Right. And not to be easily offended because parenting is hard, man. Yeah. And just because something happens doesn't mean that we're judging your parenting skills based on that event. Kids are kids. You know, they do go rogue. Yeah. Or they don't realize the consequence of their actions or the repercussions of their words. These are the moments. And if we don't know that they're happening and it starts building up and something continues to happen, you know, I mean, I'm sure my kid is inadvertently mean to people or or piggybacks on something someone else says. Or it feels it, weird or awkward in a situation yeah. and does something that can totally hurt someone's feelings without realizing, oh, that's something that hurts someone's feeling, but I was feeling awkward. Right. But I didn't know how to communicate yeah, that. Exactly. Right. And it's our job to walk them through that. And yeah. so being in a group where there's that commonality, I mean, in our group, it's fairly unspoken, at least with the majority, mm-hmm. um, but it has worked really well. And I, I really do hope that those moms feel confident enough to come to me and know I'm not going to be mad, you yeah, know, yeah. but or they let it go because it's, they know it's part of normal normal yeah. child development and figuring things out. And they're okay with their kids right. going through something. Right. You know, if a child is like crying their eyes out yeah. at an event and then never wants to go back, then yeah, then I'd probably say something. Right. Yeah. Please let me know. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, we can all learn from each other. Parents parent differently. Yes. Uh, your voice matters, you know, make sure the commitment level is about the same. When Sometimes when people want to join our group, I say, oh yeah, well, we're all, we're all lifers. Like we're in this because we, we're trying to build a culture of connectedness mm-hmm. for decades to come. Longevity. Yeah. Yeah. Longe- yeah. Might not be decades, but, but the, uh, my idea is when our kids are gone, we still have friends, yeah. and we're not starting fresh now trying right. to find friends. It's, our, yeah, our post-raising of kids era. Yeah, yeah, it's like, no, I raised my kids with you. We have right. so many things to laugh about. Right. And so putting that out there, if someone's just joining the coop just because they wanted some fun play date for right. their kid, I don't really want them there unless they're going to commit to friendship. Right. Can you imagine a coop group 20-year reunion? Yeah, I know. So Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. yeah. Um. 
And then uh, share what you love and what brings you joy, but let mm-hmm. parents parent the religion, right. holiday characters, you know, like right. Tooth Fairy and things like that. Santa or no? Yeah. yeah, politics, birds and the bees, mature pro- right. m- mature topics. Let them parent that right. privately with their children and teach your children the same thing. Right. And that's what I've been working Which on. Which is with why, my- again, it's extremely important to communicate with one another because if I don't know that my kid said something, even if she knows she's not supposed to, it's important for me to know. Yeah. You know, because then I know I have to be more diligent oh, or discuss it again. So, you know, it's, it's, it, there is that understanding. My kid does know not to talk about these certain things. Right. I mean, she still does believe in Santa, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, and, and whatever, but I would want you to know, you know, if your kid said that because right. you wouldn't know otherwise. No. And, and if she's going around telling everybody who right. Santa really is. Right. I mean, that's heartbreaking. Right. And we don't need the kids to discuss politics, you know? Oh, yeah. And and, and we okay. have had those experiences where they're discussing the Bible right. and you're having people of different faiths discussing the Bible and right. coming and trying to get parent interaction. And then I'm like, can we just not talk about it? Right. Just don't talk about it. Like, right. kids are not theologians. They're not able to discuss it in a mature Right you know, loving Well, way. they need to know their audiences yeah. too, you know? And so it's important to understand that people do things differently. And when you're talking to children, it's a little bit different, you know, like in an adult conversation, you navigate that totally. differently, yeah. you know, but you're still listening and looking, you know, and mm-hmm. the people who don't care who they're talking to and say it are usually the people who aren't, you know, really in groups of friends, yeah. you know, they might have a couple, but yeah. they're not usually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then um, uh, accept each other and love each other, knowing we're all battling similar things, being homeschoolers, and that we share something pretty special, motherhood and homeschooling. Yes. Okay, so those are just some things I came up with just knowing our group of things we've gone through and things um, that have come up. Right, and things that are just natural Mm -hmm. and then that you can recognize, like, oh, we do all... We honor each other in this way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So other things to consider. Uh, Leadership. Do you want to add to it? Do you want help? So Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to speak for you. We love leading this group together. And, but anytime someone says that they want to take a leadership role, we love it too. Yes. (laughs) The answer is yes. They may not be in the initial conversations with us because it is right. hard the more leaders you have it is hard to be like wait now we've got to it becomes a sh- formal conversation yeah we and hang out yeah frequently enough that it's just a normal part of our you discussion. know catching up every week yeah. yeah whereas and then but if someone else wants to take a leadership role you know let people know you're happy to have them do that and right. take things on um yes. okay then it's really fun to do a topic or a theme mm-hmm. For your content. Right. So you think of what excites you, what excites your child. And we've talked about this, especially in episode two or in um, yeah, part, part two, two. Yeah. of our co-op series. You know, we've done holidays. We did the book club this year. We've done field trips. Uh, um, you know, you could do electives too, like craft group or mm-hmm. if there's a Harry Potter themed group, yeah. you could do that. You could, you know, anything to develop skills. You could have a macro make. Right, totally. You know, if there's a certain number of kids who really love to do the same thing or nature or whatever, you could break off and do that, or you can offer that as a series of three or a series of six. Um, This year, we're going to reveal what we're doing or what we're proposing. Yes. After all this talk, this is what we're doing. Yeah, but what we're proposing is a trip around the world where Mm -hmm. every month we study a country and one family takes on that country and they tell us how to prep for it, whether it's it's watching a documentary to discuss or reading a book, picture book or chapter book to right. discuss, you know, or it could be a field trip that we're going to be going on or a cooking class or mm-hmm. um, a party they're going to have and they're going to have us each bring an item of food for that, right. you know, country. And I mean, it's possibilities are endless what totally. you can do with that. And so it's pretty exciting. And so that's that's what we're proposing this year with an end of year Olympic Games obstacle course type of thing uh, experience, 
And then, um, so that would be, so you have leadership, you have your topic or theme, and then you have responsibilities. Is it everyone? Is it just the leaders or just a few people? Are you going to require? So for the trip around the world, we are going to ask the moms to each take a month. Right. And then if they don't, to buddy up, buddy up for maybe two of them. Right. To show, yeah, right. To do because it's so much work to plan one. So if you just even buddy up for one, that's not nearly the amount of work someone else is doing, right? Mm -hmm. So you would want to buddy up two times, like offer to help at two of the events, or you know, or whatever they feel led to do. But, um, and then and then anything else they want to lead, they can. Oh, totally. Yeah, Yeah. you want to go do a museum art day? Mm -hmm. Please take us. You plan it. You put it on the calendar. You tell us where to be and when, or how much it costs. Please do it. Yeah. And then um, you also can decide, too, if you wanted, if you and someone else want to lead it, if you just want them to pay you. Right. Say, everybody pay 50 bucks, and I'll get every, and, you know. Or I'll do it, all the work. And yeah. I'll do all the work for you, and you just get to show up. Yeah. And that's a pretty sweet deal, too. Totally. Because you think I spend more than that just in goodie bags for the kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> or the pots and the right. plants you bought yeah. for the potting. We've always talked back and forth about the different it costs because some of the families have up to five or six kids or maybe four that are participating. Mm-hmm. So for me to to do something might only cost three dollars yeah. for my one child who can participate. But then other families are paying like twenty bucks plus yeah. they have to bring a food. You know what I mean? And so right. we go back and forth a lot. And so for the book club year, we had actually decided to leave it up to the, the, host. the leader. The host, I like that right? idea. Yeah. So do you feel compensated if everyone else is contributing foods and you don't have to think do about food. a food in any way? Yeah. Are you, do you want to sponsor the craft? And so, yeah. you know, that in that way, it seems kind of fair sometimes. And for me personally, I, while I like collaborating because I like somebody to help me make decisions because yeah, I hate yeah. being responsible well, for yeah. everything sometimes. Yeah. When it comes to the the doing part, I have limited time to do my things. And so I, I can only think about it when I can think about it. So yeah. partnering with somebody is actually challenging Harder. because when they're available to talk about it, I might not be. Well, that's, that's what we found. And right. that's why this year we said, let's just do our own thing. Because it was just, exactly. other than something like dining in the dark, like it really right. did take two of us to do that. Right. Oh, totally. You know, but that's the, yeah, if you go into it knowing that. that. So if two yeah. moms say, we want to do France together because you're going to do this thing and I'm going to mm-hmm. do that and it works together, then that's great. Yeah. Or if you're the type of person who works really well with somebody or you're doing it with your BFF, yeah. then that's great. But I don't have the same availability as a right. lot of other people. And so when I work on stuff at 12 a.m., yeah. may not be when I can bounce ideas off somebody. Oh, totally. And then I'm getting texts while I'm working that I can't respond yeah. to. And so to me, that has been a challenge for me personally. So I know I would prefer to do something solo, even though I love the idea of having a partner. Yeah. I don't want well, to Even do if it's alone, just but. that they're there on location time right. to put out everything. Right. So and you don't feel yeah. like you have to ask for help. And I don't yeah, usually offer true. help because I'm like, well, this is my time to show up. Like, right. I'm excited just to show up. Yeah. Um, the thing with pain. So here's an example. When we were doing the crayon man. Right. I bought probably $70 worth of crayons. because the, molds. Yeah. yeah, because the kids were going to be melting crayons. Right. And it actually uses a lot of crayons per. Yeah. It's like a box of crayons almost per per mold. mold. Yeah. And and then I didn't know for sure if someone would want to make a second one. And then what if they didn't turn out? We So I wanted to make sure we had enough crayons. And then I also had to buy watercolors and paint brushes and stuff for something else we were doing in cardstock. Right. So then I did ask everyone, can you give me like $3 a kid? Right. And that will help alleviate some of the costs. Right. And we did talk about that in last year's planning meeting, actually. Mm-hmm. We did talk about what we felt like a, was a reasonable limit for anything that wasn't an actual field trip. Right. You know, so is three three to five bucks per yeah. child a reasonable amount Even, of money? And I kind of always gauge off the one with the most kids. Right. So if someone has, let's say, four kids that could be actively involved, it, she said $5 a kid is perfectly fine and she would even pay right. more if it made sense right like for this awesome right experience right and and then for the yearbook it's um we're doing two dollars mm-hmm. a kid because as much as I could I 
I could spend $60 buying these things, but at the same time, if I'm doing multiples of these, I don't want to be out the money. Right, that's three hundred dollars a year. Yeah, then, yeah, and and that's a that's a, maybe two night stay somewhere, right? It it's not it's not insignificant. Yeah, you know, it's not sixty dollars a year where that's normally your buy-in to right. a co-op or something. Yeah, you know, you're talking a lot more money, which can be fine depending on the family and the person mm-hmm. and, you know, the value that they, they get from doing right. that. But that is a lot. But if I only had one to do and I knew everybody else had one to do, then I knew it would even out and then I wouldn't need to ask for the money. Right. And which is why we did the whole, you decide, do you want to get reimbursed for the supplies that you're providing or do you just want people to handle food? Yeah. So those are all things to consider yeah. in your group. And some of these things we discuss as leaders, just ourselves, and then some of them we discuss with the group mm-hmm. to get their input and make sure they're, they had, they felt ownership over these decisions. Yes. Okay, and then so a quick few extras for to think about doing a mom's retreat. We've planned that. It didn't happen yeah. because of COVID. Girls' nights out. We do a lot of those. Mm-hmm. And Galentine's night, check out episode 27, Mom Friends, because we go really in-depth into Galentine's night. Yep. Um, family events where you include the spouses. We have a couple of those, like dining in the dark and um, camping. If you could go camping, and the end of the year, the, and yeah, yeah. So the end of the year, or even a kickoff. If you wanted to do a barbecue to kick off the year, yeah. I like doing it at the end of the year. So yeah. this year, I'm going to do a, a video montage. The dads are all invited, right. so that'll be fun. Um, you could also do like a lending library. We've t- a coop pet. If you want to do a, yeah. a shared pet. We talked about that last episode. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, camping, holidays, if you want to have a whole regular theme and then have certain holidays you always right. celebrate, like Halloween, Friendsgiving, Christmas, and Easter. You could right. just say, we also do those four. And that's right. kind of what we do. Right. We combined book club with Christmas this year as a Christmas party because I didn't have it in me to do two. Right. And we went and, on that weird second lockdown here in California. Yeah. So then it was sketchy whether we should be doing anything. And yeah. Oh, and what we learned is you want to do your holiday celebrations way before or after the holiday right. celebration, because if anyone is sick, right? no, you don't want anyone coming to your right. house for a Friendsgiving a week before right. Thanksgiving if anyone has colds. Right. And even if everyone is respectful of those, those understandable restrictions... There's the inevitable somebody didn't know they were sick. Oh, right. Totally. Especially yeah. a little one who oh, has sure. allergies or whatever. Which is year-round here. Yeah. And so if you do, let's say, um, a Christmas celebration, I would recommend doing it the first week of December. That still gives you two to three weeks right. to be healthy, to become healthy. Right. And it's a great for your family to the season. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. And then a birthday club. So we're talking about maybe doing that this year. A birthday club with birthday buddies. At, or just the moms hang out and right. celebrate all the birthdays, each whoever's birthdays that month, each month that there are birthdays. Yeah. And then once we have that, maybe we can try the kids the following year. But it's hard. It would be hard to do both. You couldn't really. It's hard and to do moms so and kids. Yeah. 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 And it would depend on how far out you're going. You yeah. know what I mean? Okay. So anything else to say about that? I don't think so. Let's do our majority of our planning. Let's do our Coop Q&A where we answer your questions. All right. And if you have a question you want us to answer, head over to the podcast page on the website, thecooophomeschool.com, and fill out our contact form. Or you can email us, mamahens at thecooophomeschool.com. What's our question, Jesse? Our question is, my little one wants to go to school so badly She's super outgoing and so smart, but she's doing amazing in homeschool. What do I do? Hmm. Hmm. Well, I think that goes perfectly with our Coop group. What? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yes. Did you plan that? No. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it goes perfectly with having a co-op and um, even a, a regular, co- more regular meeting up co-op. Maybe not right. once a month or right. maybe Maybe you need once that a week formal or, once a week. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I think the co-ops are really great because the opportunity to find a real friend is there because it's usually you get the playtime and and some unstructured time together Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or the opportunity to meet a friend or two that you can spend time with, you know, in addition to the Mm -hmm. co-op. And then there's the enrichment. So I know here in Southern California, we may have a lot more than in other areas, but here, because we have so many charter schools, we also have so many homeschool enrichment 
opportunities. So we have entire programs that offer almost like a, a build your own elective day. Mm-hmm. You know, you sign mm-hmm. your kid up for classes between nine and 2 PM mm-hmm. if they want to do robotics. And then right after they have choir and then they have, you know, all these things, you can build an entire day of learning just through these homeschool enrichment programs or like the one that I used to teach at, we did the the coastal music. So it was, uh, or coast, what did we call it? Homeschool arts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so homeschool arts was a combination of music, um, art and um, movement. And mm-hmm. so that was really neat um, enrichment for those kids who really liked yeah, that. Yeah, three outlet. hour drop off. Yeah. You know, you can really get to know each other, especially if you end up going long over, you know, right. for a few years in a row. Right. Because the reality of public school or traditional school is that most of those seven, six to seven hours that they spend there is not social time. So while they do have some amount of interacting throughout their sitting down in their desk times, you know, their social periods are actually much shorter. So then opportunities like, you know, these enrichment classes or co-ops would provide that and still give them this free time to to be at home or to do their homeschooling thing. Um, explore clubs. I mean, we talked about, we have an entire episode on extracurriculars, mm-hmm. you know, explore clubs, explore their interests, because that's how you find people that you really connect mm-hmm. with, you know, or put them in the kind of um, sports things where it rotates. If mm-hmm. your kid really likes meeting new people because they're that kind of outgoing, then put them in different yeah. things, have them try different things. Yeah, and I feel like the hybrid school, like let's say let's say this person actually just really likes school in general. Right. Yeah. So they could definitely do the hybrid where they go two days a week or right. three days a week Which if again, that's offered yeah. in your area. Yeah. But I think as schools are adapting and adjusting to this whole independent study idea for and probably preparing for in case there's anything like this that comes through again like right. COVID. That I, I feel like schools are moving in that way where they're going to offer more... Hybrid options. Yeah, hybrid options where you could still be part of your school sports team, your right. their theater group or whatever. And then you would go in two days a week and use their computers for their independent study. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of options. I, I would not have known... People don't know these options are around them. They don't know that there's the hybrids. There's the option for two days a week, three days a week. There's the independent study options. There's the charter schools that are completely independent study. And then there's there's co-ops. There's there's the home like everything you just said. I don't need to go through it all. Right. But there's a lot of options and it depends on more specifically why your child or what your child wants as a, what did she say? As a super outgoing and smart. So what is it that they want? Do they just Mm -hmm. need, I mean, I, I didn't like being at home. My Mm -hmm. mom, you know, is always making her play with me. You know, I couldn't do a lot of independent things. I was also not necessarily expected to just figure Mm -hmm. it out. But I always wanted to be in school. So it was preschool and then it was, you know, the regular school day. I hated being sick and having to be home. I hated it. And I'm not particularly outgoing, but I'm definitely, um, I like, yeah, I like community. I like people. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of solutions available out there. Yes. All right. Well, uh, hopefully you guys uh, can start your own coop group if you. I know. If you're inspired, yeah, I'm excited to see these coop groups forming. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We love your support. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave a rating and review to let us know how we're doing, and share our podcast with your friends who need a little community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling.